Vineyard Church Audio Podcast. I'm Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast we have a talk from November 9th. This is one of our members that's been with us for a good while, the Koshak family. This is Skip Koshak. And we're, we're sad that they're going to be moving on, uh, moving to Texas here in a few weeks. So um, Skip has uh, on this message shared uh, this message entitled created to be, empowered to do. These are really great uh, words of wisdom of Christian life. So let's go ahead and have the talk. North Shore Vineyard Church, downtown Covington. Thanks for listening. So thanks for that, Crispin. Um, so if we could get the, the first slide up. Great, perfect. Um, those of you who have been with me when I've shared before know that I do a couple of things. One is that I walk around a lot. And two is that I struggle to stay on script only because what I try to do is follow where the Spirit's leading. Um, today... What I'd like to do, number one, I want today to be interactive, but I don't want to embarrass people. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I really want to hear from you. Um, So I'm going to ask some questions, and there are going to be some pregnant pauses, and then I'm going to start looking for people to say something. Don't don't be scared. Um, So number one, I want it to be interactive. Uh, and, And the reason I want it to be interactive is because that's the most impactful way that I learn is when I'm involved in what's being taught. Because it's not me sharing with you and you drinking in all my wisdom because that's not a good idea for you. In fact, what I want to do is open in prayer to, to follow on what Crispin prayed earlier. So if you'll indulge me, Lord, I just come before you and I ask that anything that I share today, that it would be from you. And that anything that isn't of you or from you would fall harmlessly to the ground, that no one would be hurt. But, Lord, I pray that those things that are of you, Lord, that they would be absorbed. And, Lord, that they would result in growth and change in Jesus' name. Amen. So this journey we're going to go on together uh, is entitled Created to Be and Empowered to Do. And there's actually an origin of this. Um, I have, as, as Crispin mentioned, I'm like a triple threat. I'm a man, which means we think we can solve problems. Ladies, isn't that true? I'm an engineer, which means I'm designed to solve problems. Um, And then I love maps and adventure. And when you put all those things together, I have to have a map for everything. And Pam and Rebecca are looking up at me like, yeah, you don't know how crazy and anal this guy really is. But 
I have to have a plan and I have to have a map. And come on, let's be reasonable. Like when you go on vacation, you don't just get in your car and drive. Um, unless you're our friends from Katy, Texas, the Lucases, who will be joining again, because that's what they do. They get in the car and they go, we're going to go drive somewhere. Um, but we don't do that. I don't do that. Um, so I think that if, if I really want to understand where I'm going and how I'm going to get there, I have to have a way to do it. And so for me, I have a personal, you believe it or not, I have a personal vision and mission statement. And it's really simple. It's called Created to Be and empowered to do. And we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to give you two main scriptural references that we're going to read together. And then we're going to walk down this path of how we experience and how that plan that God has for us is actualized in our lives. So if you could go to the next slide, please. All right, so this is from 2 Corinthians do we want to read this aloud as a group, or do you want me to just give you a minute to read it? This is the interactive part. All right. Read it out aloud. So let's go. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... She is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. If you don't leave with anything else today, and if somebody comes to you and says, could you find one scripture that describes exactly who I am and why I'm here? That's one. And I would encourage you to take it home with you. I would encourage you to contemplate and meditate on that scripture. We're created to be what? New creations in Christ. And every single one of you and me who have accepted him get to experience that. Now I'll tell you a little secret. Everyone, everyone has the capacity to be a new creation in Christ. It's not reserved for a special group of people. Everyone has access to it. Amen? What are we created to do? What does it say we're created to do? Reconcile? Reconcile the world to God. So if you ever see me again and I walk up to you and say, what were you created to do? And you say, I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, you weren't listening. Right? Not listening to Skip. Listening to God. You were created to reconcile the world to God. I don't give two hoots about elections. I love what Crispin said. You know why? The only reason it moves me is if the Spirit moves me to go in a certain direction because that direction is going to reconcile the world to God. <laughs> Period. Anything other than that is just extracurricular activity that we bring to the situation. Okay. 
We're created to be. We're new creations in Christ. Oh, did you notice the other part? We used to know him in the flesh, but now we know him how? In the spirit. We're spirit people. That's who we are. We're not flesh people. We're spirit people. Can you go to the next slide? Are we doing okay? Are you all hanging with me? Okay back there? Thank you, Mitchell. Wake Crispin up. Okay, no, he's up. (laughs) He was waving. Okay, let's read this one together from Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. I'm going to put a shameless plug in for Celebrate Recovery um, that Ricky and I are involved in and others are involved in on Wednesday nights. And we talk a lot about bookending the way we teach. These two scriptures are bookends for what I'm sharing with you today because this scripture describes what our being looks like. It describes what our being ought to look like when we're operating in the spirit because we're spirit people. Now, this is a very convicting scripture for me. I'll just be totally honest with you. Because I don't always look like that. And in fact, when you, if you take the time, and I should have told you about contextualizing scripture. So those of you who know me know that I'm like, don't just take a single scripture out of context. Just please don't do it because it's trouble. Other than don't let women teach. Now that one, no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. See, I told you I don't always look like that. (laughs) But it makes the point, right? Don't take scripture out of context. The context in this scripture is, if you read before it, it talks about some of the acts of the flesh and what they look like. And so that's what not to look like. The other is what we ought to look like. And we ought to look that way naturally. Okay? So how are we doing? Do we have the foundational scriptures? Any thoughts, questions, comments, observations before I dive in? Are we good? Pam says we're good, so (laughs) I'm good. Okay, yes. Amen. Okay, did everybody hear that? The, the question was, I, I was making this, correct me, Dean, if I mischaracterize what you're saying. I'm making the statement that this is how we ought to naturally be. But we're not always that way, and we don't always feel that way. And so the question is an acknowledgement, or you're asking me to acknowledge that that's not how we always look and feel. Yes. 
Yeah, and, and the answer is yes, that is my proposition, that it, that is how we ought to naturally be. And what we're going to talk about today is how come sometimes we're not that. That's the point. Great question. Oh, by the way, for great questions, I have candy. <laughs> but you see, if I had said that before, I would have gotten all these crappy questions like, oh, yeah, well, why did you wear that shirt? That's not a great question. <laughs> And there's only one more great question or else I got to buy more candy from Mitchell's kids and I'm Okay. That was actually a wonderful setup because that's the dilemma that we're going to talk about. If you can go to the next slide please. All right. Now, this is where you got to hang with me. We're all trees. Look to somebody next to you and say, "I'm a tree." Okay. And to be clear, we are, okay, don't describe your branches and all that. Don't do that yet. And nobody's a better tree than the other. You're all great trees. Okay. And we're all fruit bearing. All of us are fruit bearing. Okay. Now let me ask a question. If a tree had consciousness... Could a tree wake up one day and say, hmm, I'm an apple tree, but I really like that peach tree over there. I want to become a peach tree. And if a tree could do that, could the tree actually transmogrify itself from an apple tree to a peach tree? No, not on its own. Why? Because it's not God, and it was created by God. Gee, does that sound like what Second Corinthians said about us? We are new creations. We are created to be a fruit tree in this metaphor. Now, when we look at this fruit tree... And I'm not a botanist, but I know we've got some really smart people out here. If you're a tree thinking about what you need to produce really good fruit, what do you need? Water. Sunlight. Nutrients. Good soil. Vitamins. What do you need to avoid? Insects, bugs, diseases, <laughs> predatory people, <laughs> over-harvesting, um, global warming. Oh, sorry. I have to put my shell hat every once in a while. Okay. So we can't change who we are by ourselves because a created thing can't do that. Because there's a creator. I told you I rabbit trail. Um, Pam's heard the story and Becca's heard it dozens of times. Um, I am a recovering alcoholic. I'm in my whatever, 
31st, what did we figure out? 31st year. And I remember, thank you. Uh, it's all him, it's not me, I promise you. Um, and it's all her fault. Not that I was an alcoholic, but that I'm recovering. <laughs> she inherited the alcoholic. She didn't create it. Um, and in the recovery process, you know, it's all like, um, it's all awakening and becoming aware. And part of the recovery process is that you recognize that there's a God. And I did that pretty quick. The second part was the hard part. And it's not me. That was the hard part. There is a God and it's not me. And I called my mom up one day and I said, Mom, I'm an alcoholic and I'm working on recovery. And my mother said to me, who is also an alcoholic, by the way, um, who told you that? Who told you that lie that you're an alcoholic? And the reason I share the story is not to denigrate my mother, who I love and I pray for, um, but it's because there are always forces in this world that are going to push you in a direction of health or in a direction of not health. And just like that tree needs the soil, the nutrients, the sunlight, the water, it needs to avoid diseases and bugs, so do we. Right? We need to do that. All right, so we've covered all that. We're actually moving along nicely. So was I the only one this morning? In fact, I wrote down, today could have just been uh, what he said. I wrote it on my notes. <laughs> Worship this morning. I could have just got up there and said what he just said. Because worship this morning was awesome. And because I had the notes and I knew what I was going to talk about, I was actually just drinking it in. Did anybody else just drink it in? Did it touch your leaves, run down your branches, go into the ground, hit your root system, and then come up and animate you as a spirit being? Isn't it funny how it works? Because that's exactly part of what I'm talking about. Now, I love all kinds of music, and all kinds of music move me, but not all kinds of music do what happened to me this morning. And the more I do that, now I'm not saying 24 hours a day have Crispin playing. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is when we have this opportunity to be nourished, what do you think happens to the fruit that's producing in our lives? Is it getting better? Right? And what did the tree do? Did the tree do anything? Nothing. Because it does. It just, it's created to be. And once it's nourished, and I'm going to talk about the tree moving in a second, but the tree in and of itself is just there. And when it gets what it was designed to get, it produces the best fruit possible. So now, who, who's the Lord of the Rings fan? 
I know we have a couple. I know you're one. I know y'all are one. Okay, does everybody know the Ents from the story, The Lord of the Rings? The Ents are the trees, and they're really bad dudes and dudettes, I guess. I guess they're genderless. I'm not sure. But anyway, they can move. They're trees that can move. Okay, so now I'm going to give you license to be an Ent because you can move. Today, you moved here into this place to participate in the worship we participated in and to listen to this, right? You had a choice to, to move yourself into this soil and to receive. And you have that choice all the time, all the time. And when you choose to receive those things that are going to nourish your spirit, you will naturally produce the fruit that we were created to produce. So to Dina's question, how do we reconcile it when it's not happening? Why am I not experiencing what I ought to be experiencing? Why am I not producing the fruit that I ought to produce? Well, that's where fellowship comes in. And a few months back, I shared a message called Iceberg Desperado. I don't know if you all remember it, but in that message, I talked about how we're not designed to walk this journey out together. We're designed to walk it out in fellowship. So if we stick with our tree metaphor, we have little orchards, right? And, and we come together as little ant trees, and we hang out together, and we worship together, and we share messages together, and we break bread together, and we go serve together. And when we do those things, our spirit is nourished, and we naturally exhibit fruit. And again, what is the purpose of that fruit? Reconcile the world to God. It's not hard. I mean, understanding it is not hard. God did not make this complicated. We made it complicated. We complicate. He doesn't. Everything Chris been saying this morning about the nature of God, the spirit moving, Jesus being our brother. From scripture, it says there's no greater love than what? That's right. No greater love than to lay down your life for a friend. How do we lay down our lives? I put your wants, needs, and desires before my own. How is that actualized in our lives? It's actualized by me being nourished and having fruit that I can share with you that will bring life to you. The tree never thinks, well, trees can't think, but if a tree could think, the tree would never think, what do I get out of this? Like an apple tree doesn't sit there going, man, you know, like this apple tree in Washington State thinks, why am I growing apples for people in Louisiana? 
They just do. Naturally do. When people served, you know, when we had the pleasure of serving with, with Mitchell and in, in gutting this mold-ridden home that we went to with a, a bunch of other people, North Shore, South Shore, that was natural fruit. We weren't asking, what do we get out of this? And I'm not, don't take this the wrong way, I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you, there was a need. It's like, okay, let's go. We didn't walk away thinking, boy, I bet they think highly of us now. North Shore Vineyard, we're there. You know, I don't think Crispin's out there cooking going, yeah, man. Church is going to triple in size now. <laughs> in fact, I know he's not thinking that. It's one of the things I love most about Crispin. Because it's not about this. So when the fruit that's being produced isn't what it ought to be, we have to examine the soil. We have to look for bugs. We have to look for tree diseases. We have to be absolutely transparent about what we're allowing in where we're taking our tree, the kind of soil it's in, what we're allowing to come in through the soil into our root system that results in the bad fruit. And it's not God. God doesn't make me get angry and curse and lose my patience. That's not God. That's me. Okay. So where I want to end is in contemplation. And what I'd like to do, and I, I love it when Crispin does this, and when Brian Johnson was here a few weeks ago, he did this as well, and it was really moving, I think. I, I have a sign in my office, and it's, it's called Contemplation Station. And under it, there is a drawing of Icarus. Does there, anybody remember Icarus from Greek mythology? Yeah, yeah. What, what did Icarus do? That's just awesome, just for general awareness. Come on. Icarus flew too close to the sun, right? And he had wings that were made of wax. And his dad said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Who remembers the old Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder one, right? He's telling the German kid who's drinking the, the chocolate river or whatever, don't do it. Don't do it. He goes in, gets sucked into the thing. I love it. Gene Wilder was God to me growing up, by the way. He was. That movie, that movie and Jesus Christ Superstar formed my theology. It's true. It's, <laughs> Rebecca's smiling. Yeah, it's, that's where you got that? Yeah, it's Gene Wilder. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got derailed there. Um, oh, so the contemplation part, yeah. Um, so what I'd like to do is this just take like 30 seconds. I've got three questions that I'd like for us to contemplate together. The first is, how do I see myself as a new creation? So eyes open, eyes closed, however you want to do it. Just take, you know, 20, 30 seconds. 
and be honest with yourself. Don't care, you know, don't worry about what other people think. How do you see yourself as a new creation? So that was the created to be. The second one is, what is my purpose? And then the last contemplation question to ask ourselves is, what specific steps can I take based upon what I know now to make sure that I'm on the right trajectory? And I want to be clear about this. Everybody has a trajectory. Everybody has a path. They're not all the same. They don't have to be the same. What is the same for everybody is the end goal, the destination, the, where that trajectory is headed. And I love Crispin's prayer after worship this morning when he, he basically asked God to help us become more like his son because that is the trajectory. So just take a few seconds to contemplate what steps can you take So one of the things I'd like to leave you with, and I'm going to probably embarrass her because she didn't expect me to share this, but um, Pam started um, the meditation scriptures how long ago? In September. She's leading our family, those of us that are choosing to follow, (laughs) um, through scriptures that she texts and and gives us the opportunity to meditate on them and to share our thoughts with each other and to journal and you know however you we choose to use it and it just so happened a couple of days ago the scripture that she shared from Philippians 4:8 was whatever is true whatever is noble 
whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4.8 If you're looking for something to orient you, that's pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. And with all of these, the, that scripture, the other two that we read, the beauty of them is they're mirrors. And so if you look in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, and if I'm thinking of things that aren't true, if I'm thinking of things that aren't noble, if I'm not concerned with what's right or wrong in God's eyes, um, if I'm thinking of impure things, it doesn't mean that I'm not the creation that I was created to be. It just means that I have moved my root system over into different soil. And I need, number one, I need my wife and helpmate to point that out to me so I can uproot and move it back. I need you to do that. I need Ricky to do that. I need Crispin to do that. So when Crispin talked about us spending time together talking about theology and all that kind of intellectual goofiness that we do because we're goofy, that's only a small part of what it means for he and I to get together and have breakfast because when I leave that time with him, when I leave time with Ricky, it isn't about the intellect. It's about the spirit and the reminder of the need to be plugged into the things that bring me life. Okay. Any parting thoughts, observations, questions? I'm out of candy. <laughs> but I know where you can get some. Good stuff? Amen. The point was that God wants communion, connection, and relationship. We're called to walk this out together. We're never called to walk this out alone. That's the lie from the enemy. That's the American way. The army of one, the Marlboro man, Wonder Woman. I've got to get a woman in there somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so the question is, does everything have to look and sound so spiritual when you're together? And I don't know, Chrisman, you may know this. You know, it's, it's attributed to, is it Francis of Assisi or somebody who said, you know, go out and be a witness to God and sometimes use words? The answer is absolutely not. It, I, I actually, let me say this differently because words mean different things to different people. When I hug you and don't say a word, it is a spiritual experience to me that I don't have to articulate, right? Now, hey, sister, how have you been? God, praise be to God. You know, not trying to be offensive, people, please. I was married in the Catholic Church, Father Bowman. Thanks be to God. We joke about it. St. Mary Church in uh, Lafayette. Nothing wrong with that. 
There's only something wrong with that if you think that you need to do that in order to become something. I want to make sure y'all get this because that was the whole point. You're already what you were created to be. Our job is to experience it and walk in it, not to do things that are going to make us a better tree. You can't be a better tree than what you are. You're Christ's brother. God is our father. We are his child. We can't get higher in the hierarchy. We can't. This doesn't make me a better teacher. Yes. Amen. Can I respond? Okay. Number one, I know y'all that have kids, I don't want to mess with the children's ministry. Ooh, the wrath of the children's ministry. Um, I love you. <laughs> you know that. That was awesome. Because that's where we are most of the time. Me, I don't feel connected to God all the time, and most of us don't. And, and to, to, not, to, to feel disconnected from God does not mean that I am distant from God or that he is distant from me. It means that I feel disconnected from God. But I'm going to go back to it. What he's saying this morning, he's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. Even when I don't feel like he's a good, good father, he is a good, good father. And I can rest on that even when I'm pissed at him because I didn't get something that I thought I should have gotten, which not in your case, but mostly in my case is something that I shouldn't have gotten anyway that was going to be bad for me because he's a good, good father. But the, the boat, as important as what you shared was that you weren't in it alone, how often do we go through that alone and we isolate ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we believe the lies of the enemy 
and I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, and look, I did this thing again, and I'm not worthy, and I'm not worthy, and God's not gone anywhere. We have. We've turned our back to God and said, God, where are you? And he's like, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, 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 but not right now, God. I want to rant. Wait, sorry. No, no. If you need to go, please go. No, no, that's awesome. Um, I need candy. I need candy. I need candy. Uh, <laughs> spiritual candy. There it is. What? Look, we're all in different places. We're all in different levels of experience. We're all in different levels of maturity. And we're all complex characters. I'm mature in some areas of my life. I'm immature in other areas of my life. Part of the transparency that you're talking about is that very recognition that there are areas of my life where I need stronger, more mature mentoring, coaching, discipling. If you're not being discipled here today, I mean, not today by me, if you're a person who's here today that doesn't have a discipleship relationship, go get one. And if you're a person who's here today that isn't discipling somebody, go find somebody to disciple. I promise you, there are people that have higher levels of maturity than I do that I need to latch on to, and there are people that have less maturity than I do that desperately need even a guy like me to help them to do exactly what you were talking about. Amen. We are not called to walk this out alone.
Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Y'all know I'm a movie person, right? And and although I can't watch it too many times, A Beautiful Mind, Russell Crowe, the end of that movie, when they ask him, hey, you know, essentially, are you okay? Have you recovered? And he looks over and um, pumpkin patch or cumberbatch. (laughs) I I call him pumpkin patch. Anyway, those characters in his mind are still there and he's over here right i'm like god that is so awesome because that's what we do that old man that was crucified is persistent doesn't want to die and so comfortable in that skin are we god i sound like yoda um right that yeah, come back over here. Oh, yeah, that feels good. That, I like the way that jacket feels. I think I'm going to... Wait a second, I did it again. Because that old man doesn't die fully yet until we experience the resurrection, and then we won't have to worry about all that. Um, but we don't have to worry about it because it doesn't have power until we give it power. Yeah, come on back in. Yeah, I feel like acting that old way again. Come on back. But that is beautiful. Thank you. Okay, any? Okay, spiritual candy, everybody. Thank y'all. Thank you for indulging me. I know, Crispin, you're <laughs> like, give me the mic. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Thank you, Skip.